Nervous Habits. Hello, namaste, shalom. That is a throwback to the day one listeners of Nervous Habits Podcast. Um, I Well, first, I guess this is going to be the last episode that I'm recording from Washington, D.C. for my current abode down here in the nation's capital. Um, and if you saw the title of the episode, uh, I am going to be going on hiatus, hiatus for the summer. Um, I took a hiatus last summer. It was only like two months. But this one's probably going to be a little longer. So I just wanted to pop on for a moment, um, kind of do like a, a last check-in, final, final, <laughs> final thoughts um, before, before the break. I will be studying for the bar exam this summer, um, moving from New York to DC. You guys have probably heard me say that in previous episodes. A um, lot going on right now. But the next time you hear from me, I will be done with the bar and sort of resettled back into New York City as a fully-fledged lawyer. Apparently, someone told me recently, I don't know if this is true, I'm going to fact check myself, but someone told me that if, when you graduate from law school, you become a lawyer, but you don't become an attorney until you pass the bar exam. I'm going to fact check, make sure I'm not spreading misinformation, but because I always wondered what the difference was between a lawyer and an attorney. And now we know. So lawyers are people who have gone to law school and taken the bar exam. Okay, maybe I was misinformed. Actually, nope, 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 nope. According to an article from Indeed, uh, to practice law and become an attorney, a lawyer must pass the bar exam and become a member of the State Bar Association. So uh, by the time this podcast gets released, late May, early June, I will be a lawyer, lawyered, but not an attorney until I pass the bar exam. Um, so that's that's exciting. But uh, yeah, I hope everyone's doing well. I hope you guys are, are staying healthy um, and that you know everyone's getting ready for another exciting summer. Uh, when this drops, late May, early June, I will just have celebrated my birthday, the big 3-0, uh, fourth decade of life. Not third decade of life, because we got to count the uh, the single digits. Fourth decade of life. Zero. Yep, we'll be getting my fourth, concluding my third decade of life. And and yeah, and you know, I'm, I'll, I'll be graduated from Georgetown Law. I will be entangled in bar prep. Um, I think that I'll I think that I'm going to be staying in Washington, D.C. a little bit longer than expected. I actually went back to New York City last month to look at apartments. And if anyone – if you're listening to this in New York, you probably know this. But the rental market right now is insane, particularly in big cities. But nationwide, this is the highest um, you know, the highest increase in average monthly rent that we've seen in decades. And uh, I was actually looking at an article. It's really interesting. But sort of like the average monthly rent and how it's changed. So like the biggest change – um, in rent since the pandemic is in Naples, Marco Island in Florida, Tampa, Northport, Sarasota, Florida. So a lot of Florida, a lot of inflation in Florida, 30, 29 to 39%. Nevada, Las Vegas, monthly rent has increased 30%. Phoenix, Arizona, 28%. Um, and I'm surprised that New York, Philly, DC, Chicago aren't higher on here. But um, it is also interesting, like, Seeing how much how much money how far your money will go in, in certain areas like in West Virginia I guess no I guess in Wichita Kansas average monthly rent seven hundred forty four dollars Cedar Rapids Iowa average monthly rent seven hundred eighty four dollars Amarillo Texas average monthly rent eight eleven I've never even heard of some of these places uh, Gulf Gulfport Biloxi Mississippi average monthly rent is eight hundred sixteen dollars then the other end of the spectrum the average monthly rent in Let's see. Uh, Boston, Cambridge Newton is twenty three ninety eight. Wow, that's that's freaking high. 
Um, average monthly rent in New York, Newark, New Jersey, Jersey City is twenty four sixty. That's what I'm staring at, staring that right in the face. And then the only places that have more expensive rent right now than Boston and New York are San Francisco and the greater Oakland, Berkeley area. That's 2513 is the average monthly rent. And San Jose, Sunnyvale, Santa Clara, California, 2616 So all that's to say it's not a great time to be switching locales, to be moving to one of these one of these places. Um but yeah, so I, I anyway I, I digress. So I went to New York uh, last month to look at apartments, but I wasn't able to find anything. And I think first the first issue is the price. Um, not only is is there a lack of inventory and the prices are higher than ever before, but the timing isn't ideal for me because the the worst place the worst time of year to rent everyone knows is the summer months June and July. Um, the best time of year is like the off season in February or March. So. Moving in July and uh, June and July is not optimal. And so that's the first issue I experienced in addition to the price and the lack of inventory. The other thing is like, as you guys know, I, I have a dog, um, Penny the Lab. She's uh, now one year and two months. She feels older than that, but she's only a year and – no, 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 no. I lied. I lied because it's January 20th, I want to say. So it's one year and four months. But anyway, uh, having a you know having a dog in Manhattan, I almost think is is kind of cruel. And everyone thinks it's cruel to have have, have a dog in, in a big city like Manhattan because you're keeping them in a shoebox apartment. That's one aspect of it. But the other aspect of it is like there's not a lot of dogs around. Like I was walking on the streets of the Upper East Side where my friends live, and kind of looking for dogs because Penny likes to see dogs on her walks and say hi and sniff and lick them and play with them. And there just weren't a lot of dogs around. Um, so I don't think she'd be happy, you know, living in, in, in Manhattan. And a lot of the buildings I found weren't even dog friendly. Either they were, they didn't allow pets. They only allowed cats or they allowed dogs. They limited them at 15, 20 pounds. And you guys, Penny's not 15, 20. Penny's closer to 55, <laughs> 60 pounds. She's a big girl. So all this to say, I I'm putting my move to New York on hold. I think I'm going to prepare for the bar in DC and then look to move to New York um, in probably early September. I start my job at the firm in uh, in mid late September. So yeah, I uh, I don't know if I'm going to be taking a bar trip. For for those that don't know, after a lot of law students after they take the bar exam in July, take uh, a a bar trip. Uh, kind of see places that you've never been. One of your last chances to travel before you begin, um, you know, the, the nine to five post post graduate grind. Um, it's a nice way to relax, celebrate your success, travel either with your law school friends or your other friends or your family. But I'm not sure if I'm going to be taking a bar trip just because I, I don't know, I traveled a lot in the years that before law school and right before law school, I, I went to Greece last year, I mentioned. So there's nowhere I'm really dying to go. And the other thing is like, I don't want to, Penny certainly doesn't want me, <laughs> doesn't want me to, to, to go on a bar trip, but I don't want to mortgage my financial future. Just, you know, as I was saying, all of my money is going to be going to rent and student loan debt. I'm not sure I can afford like a $3,000, $4,000 trip, um, luxury vacation, uh, you know, the Maldives or something like that. But I don't know. I mean, I I will say that there are 
I will say I have a bunch of friends that uh, have some cool trips planned. There's also this one um, one thing someone was telling me about. It's called uh, Pack Up and Go. And you basically, I don't know if it's an app or a website or something, but you basically like fill out a questionnaire with like what you're looking for, what your budget is. Um, and they like plan a surprise trip for you. So, so you just show up at the airport. You have no idea where you're going. And they like they figure out your hotel, your, your travel and everything. So it's a cool concept um, if, if you like surprises and things like that. I'm probably too much of a control freak for that. But I will be taking – I don't know if this counts as a bar trip. But I'll be taking a trip to Missouri of all places in sometime in August with some of my friends um, for our annual baseball trip. Uh, so a lot of you guys listening may know – as an avid baseball fan, one of my sort of one of my uh, life bucket list items is to see all 30 baseball stadiums. Uh, I'm at I got to be like close to 15 now. I think I might be just under. But every year, a bunch of uh, a, a bunch of our friends go to um, a different city, and we try to see a ballpark that that most of us haven't seen before. So like last year, we did Cleveland uh, in Ohio. The year before that, we did Milwaukee and Wisconsin. And this year we're trying to knock out too. So we're doing Missouri so we can see Kansas City, um, the Royals, Coffin Stadium, and also St. Louis, Bush Stadium. Uh, and yeah, I just think the, the, the baseball trips are a great way to not only see like all the stadiums, but also to see the different cities. Because like, I don't know, let's face it, I have no reason to ever go to Missouri besides, um, or I would have no reason to ever go to Missouri besides going to see the stadium. Uh, and beyond that, it's, you know, it's a nice, nice chance to like catch up with my friends, get out and do something. And going to Missouri is going to be much cheaper than my friends who are like planning to travel to, you know, um, the Amalfi coast in Italy or go to the Netherlands or, or Belgium or whatever. Um, Missouri should be pretty, pretty, pretty cheap. I wonder going back to that table, let's see if I can figure out what the average, rental price is in Missouri. So in Missouri, are they even in the table? Average monthly rent in Missouri. Average rent in Missouri is Jesus Christ. A studio is 437 to $539. A one bedroom is $568. Are you kidding me? I bet these are really nice too. But these are uh these look like rural areas. In suburban and more urban areas, 731 a month in Kansas City. That's so cheap though. Man, I could just get lost looking up this uh this rent stuff all day. Let's see. How far how much will your money get you in every city? I like those. How far will my salary go? This is um CNN money. Let's see. I live in New York. Let's see. How far will my money go in I want to live, let's say I wanted to live in Montana. Okay, so I live in New York, Manhattan, and I want to live in Bozeman, Montana. The difference is groceries are 31% less. Housing is 76% less. Utilities are 14% less. Transportation, 78%, 28% less. $50,000 in New York is equivalent to 22000 in Bozeman. So let's say... I live in New York, and I want to live in Wyoming, Casper, Wyoming. 
Housing is 83% less. Transportation is 32% less. Groceries are 31% less. Comparable salary is $20,000. That's nuts. Um, all right. Anyway, uh, what else did I want to share with you on this episode? Yes, yeah, so I, I haven't been doing too much since we uh, since you last heard from me on my law school podcast episode with my friends. I've been trying to catch up with people, you know, like figure out, you know, see everyone before they move or I move. I mean, I originally thought I was going to New York uh, for the summer. And I will say, by the way, that even though I'm still going to be here, I would say most of my friends are going back to New York. Most of my law school friends. I have been watching some TV. Um, I just finished season five of Better Call Saul. Um, which at this point is like one of my all-time favorite TV shows. It's, it's got to be up there either tied with Breaking Bad. Some of the episodes might even be better. It's just, I mean, Vince Gilligan, Peter Gold have, have done it again. Um, super, super, super underrated show. And I finished Ozark as well. Ozark is, uh, is also an excellent show. It's not quite on the level of Better Call Saul, but it is, it's different. You know, it's, it's, in some ways, it's darker than uh, Better Call Saul, which is like, you know, hard to imagine that a show uh, about like a uh, drug war between rival cartels and and the devolution of an honorable attorney into like a, a henchman for the, for the cartel. It's hard to believe that that would be um, a lighter show, but I think it is. Anyway, so Ozark, Ozark's pretty solid. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I have to start Severance soon. I've heard really good things about that. I still have to see the Doctor Strange movie, Multiverse of Madness. My hope is that not too much good TV comes out in the summer because then it'll just be... <laughs> It'll just be super distracting to me as I'm trying to study for the bar. Because so one thing about me is like I get so much intense FOMO. Like even if I miss a baseball game, like if I miss a Mets game and I see on Twitter that everyone else is watching it, I'm just like, shit, like I have to go back and watch it. And that's why like this summer I'm probably going to delete and deactivate my Instagram, my Facebook. I'm not sure that I can part with Twitter. Um, I might have to. But also like I don't know. I feel like you need – there's, you know, there's, I've learned kind of through my preparation for the LSAT and the GRE and like my first batch of law school finals, like you need a healthy balance, like going all in 150% um, studying for, for an exam. It's, it's, it's not necessary. It's, it's overkill and I don't want to get burnt out. And, and I guess the benefit is that penny, because of penny, I'm going to be having to, uh, go outside to walk her three, four times a day. And even right now, like as, as I'm recording this podcast, she's demanding and commanding a lot of my attention. Um, but yeah, I've been watching a lot of baseball. As I said, um, it's rare that I miss uh, a, uh, a Mets game. And if I do, then I just go back and, and watch it. Um, but I think that's about it. Um, unlike previous hiatus episodes and catch-ups and recaps. I don't have too much to say. Life is life is pretty boring right now. I'm in one of those like transition flux stages. Um I've been really into comedy lately. Like like watching a lot of stand up, listening to a lot of comedy podcasts. I don't know how it happened. Like like you know, you I mean, I've always I've always sort of uh liked stand up and and been a fan of comedians like Bill Burr and Mark Normand, but kind of like recently, you listen to one podcast like I listen to, um, uh, like Chris Stefano has a great podcast with Sal Volcano, Hey Babe, and then um, 
you know, hit uh, Salvagano has another good podcast, Taste Buds with Joe DeRosa, and they have guests on their podcast. And then I like the guests, so I'll say, oh, like, you know, this guy Mark Norman sounds funny. And then I go down a rabbit hole. And then all of a sudden I'm watching Mark Norman's stand-up special, Out to Lunch. And then realizing, oh, Mark Norman has a podcast with Joe List, Tuesdays with Stories. And then I, Joe List is a really good comedian, so I watch his special, This Year's Material. And then, um, you know, Mark Norman has another podcast with Sam Murill. Uh We Might Be Drunk. And then I listen to Sam Murill's stand-up special. And before you know it, I'm probably, like, at this at this moment in time, I'm probably following, like, 10 podcasts. Uh, so every time one of their episodes drops, I listen to it. And it's good because right now... The supply has has out uh, has uh, exceeded the demand. Usually, I need more podcasts to listen to than I have readily available. So, like, I'll be having to cook or walk Penny or go on a, a run or work out or lift or um, do dishes, and all of my new podcasts are up to date. Like, there's no new material. But now it's the opposite problem. Now I have so many podcasts with all these these new comedian uh, ones that I listen to that, like, I <laughs> I find myself being like, ah, you know, maybe I'll. Go on an extra run today so I can listen to the podcast. Because the reality is with podcasting, like, I don't expect any of you to be sitting on your couch only listening to this podcast or to be, like, you know, at the office only listening to the podcast. A podcast is was made for you to, to listen to while you do something else. Like, right now, as you're listening to this, your, your focus is on a thousand other things. So where was I going with that? Nowhere. So I, yeah, so I've been listening to more comedians podcasts, watching more stand-up specials. And as I said, following the episode with Austin Nassau, if you haven't listened to that one, um, go back and listen to it where he does, I do the interviews with him as uh, Donald Trump and, and Joe Biden. That one was a lot of fun. But I said this, uh, I think after that episode that when I get back to New York, I want to do more stand-up. Yeah, I, I think, I think that'll be a lot of fun because New York is definitely, New York is definitely the place to go if you like comedy and if you want to try comedy. And, uh, and yeah, I think, I think when I get back there, I'm probably going to, going to do that. Anyways, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm just repeating stuff I said in prior episodes. I hope that everyone has an amazing summer, that you stay healthy, you stay busy, don't sweat the small stuff, be like a duck and just let that water roll off your back, you know, um, stay safe and, and I'll be back at some point either in the late summer or the early fall. So that's a wrap for Nervous Habits. Uh, until next time, stay nervous guys. Take care. Nervous habits.